Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? What up, though? It's the El Nino Podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I'm back here for season three. Uh, Definitely feeling good about it. Um, I think the last time I shot was back in November. And, uh, you know, just to give you guys a little bit of insight of what's been going on since then, just, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, good things, but also a lot of unfortunate things, you know, I lost a lot of, you know, family members, um, you know, friends, like people were just passing away. Like it seemed like every other day. And, um, you know, so for those who know my story, know that I served 17 years in the MDOC. I came home. Um, this is this, this, uh, year will be three years for me that I've been home. But since I've been home, like I just been on green light, I've been home taking care of business, getting a job and just being productive, networking and just working on my goals and my life. And, you know, so much good has happened. But, um, you know, I had reached a point where I just kind of got a little bit overwhelmed by life, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, life will consume you and everything that comes with it. So, uh, you know, I just needed to take a break for a while, but I'm so happy to be back and um, I'm so grateful for those who have supported me, who continue to support me and show me love. Thank you so much to everybody who donated and contributed to helping me uh, uh, get equipment, these microphones, the stands, my speakers, the light system, everything that I have. Um, you know, I want to thank those who, who donated and assisted me and helped me, uh, supported me in getting my equipment because, you know, I'm at my own studio now and uh, it feels really good. Um, so I, I, real quick, I hope, um, you guys were able to catch me on channel two and four, uh, as of Saturday, the Detroit Hispanic development corporation was called to duty and, uh, me and my brother Lex Savala, we were there representing on behalf of the DHDC and the Southwest, uh, Detroit about, you know, um, minimizing the risks and stopping violence in the cities and in the neighborhoods. So, uh, if you didn't get a chance to see it, go on and chat on channel two and check it out and happen. Saturday. I shared it on my Facebook, Instagram. So go ahead and check me out. Got a lot of good things going on. I just became a godfather as well. I had uh, baptized my man, uh, Omar Rivera. I've been working with him for three years. He's been one of my youth, got close to him and he chose me. I was honored by that and very grateful for that. But you know what? Enough about me and everything I got going on. The, today is about the real everyday people like this brother, Emilio Cuevas, my man. What's up, What's man? up with you, my dog? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you been? Man, I've been wonderful, man. I've been blessed. You know what That's I'm good. saying? That's good. That's good. Yep. I've been good. I've been good. It's been all right. You know what I'm saying? Life got ups and downs all over the place, but I've been good. Yeah, no doubt, man. Life can definitely be a, uh, you know, a, a roller coaster for you, you know, from one day to the next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, even you can you can even be doing everything right, making all the right decisions. But sometimes the situation, circumstance, the people around you, sometimes the decisions they make and the things that happen do impact you. Yeah, Look 100%. at the whole world. Were they even ready for COVID? COVID-19 hit the whole world. You know what I'm saying? Who was ready for that? Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? But I've always learned that, you know, you have to be with the moment required. You know what I'm saying? And it all starts with the mind. You well, know? I like that. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, I like that. I know it's all about, uh, it's really all about waves, you know what I'm saying? And how you react and how you ride the wave of whether you're up or down and when you're up, when you're up, when you're down, when you're down. Make sure you feel it, get through it. And uh, 
You'd be all right. <clears throat> I, and, and you know what, bro? It's easy sometimes for us to be able to say that because we are conditioned for struggle, bro. You know what I'm saying? Where we come from, bro, like we've been through the trenches. We've been through, mm -hmm. you know, so much. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. And, um, you know, but for everybody, it's not always that simple, you know, because imagine all the people that committed suicide during a pandemic. Imagine people who are having a bad day. And commit suicide, uh -huh. you know, or go harm somebody else. Because that's one thing I learned about the history of humanity is hurt people hurt people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you got yeah, people sure. who are growing up and carrying all this baggage of trauma. And you know what I'm saying? And all these negativity and all this, you know, this poor, you know, moral uh, standards that they have. You know what I'm saying? And they apply it to their everyday life and just stay stagnant, continuously bumping their heads and staying in the same place. You know what I mean? So I know for us, you know, who we are and what we've been through you know what i'm saying like it's a blessing that we are where we're at today you know but i want to empower people so that we have less people you know what i'm saying who are who are making a decision that they can't come back from yeah yeah that's true i like that because <clears throat> i feel like a lot of people make quick decisions on uh or quick uh Damn, what am I looking for? Uh, impulsive decisions on certain ways they're feeling each day in and day out, whereas they'll wake up tomorrow and feel a completely different way, maybe feel better about their life and be like, damn, I was tripping. Or they'll, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for real, though. Mm -hmm. Or they'll make a rash decision to change their life, and it, it might not be for the better. They was just trying to do too much at one time. Absolutely, man. I just, I believe that life is what you make it. And, you know, in today's world, bro, it takes a whole lot of critical thinking. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to look at a situation from every angle. You have to weigh out the pros and cons. And sometimes you got to do all that in a matter of minutes. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that is true. Yup. Real quick. Mm. That's... That. I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you had to make a decision right now, you know? And then I've been in situations where I've had to choose the lesser of the two evils. I'm like, either decision I make is not right, or you're not. In but I'm going to go with the one that is most righteous. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like you, uh, my brother tells me all the time about like situations in prison and stuff. Like sometimes you're just being a, you're being in a position where either way it ain't it ain't gonna come out too great but you gotta make you got you're just in that position absolutely i no mean bro choice. you can get a bad phone call phone call from home or mm -hmm. your bunkie could get a bad phone call or get have a bad visit or get some bad news uh -huh. and then it just and then he brings it back to the cell his anger his frustration negativity whatever it may be and you got to live with that you got to deal with that you know what i'm saying and and then whatever you're going through that's got to suck because you're already like at your lowest and there's people all around you losing their minds daily. Yup. I mean, look at road rage today, bro. Like, honestly, bro, since I ha I've been home, I haven't really explored too much with my phone other than the necessities and, uh -huh. you know, what I need to do for work and, you know, yeah. and to get get around. But like late, lately, I've been checking out videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And I mean, like, up. it's brutal, though, bro. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, brutal. It's and it, it's like the world has become desensitized <laughs> to like murder and killing. And I mean, like, like, it's ugly, bro. Yeah, I seen some shit about that the other day. Like, <clears throat> there's been even in the last month, I've seen like five or six crazy ass videos that you should like moments you should never be that shouldn't be normal that are become more and more and more normal i know more bro. people sharing it because yeah. it's crazy though like you can't look away from it and it's already the fact that it's already there right it, 
Ain't nobody gonna look away. Listen, man, the devil don't take no breaks, man. You know what I'm saying? He don't take no breaks, and he plants all the seeds, <laughs> and he come at you from any and every direction, bro. You know what I'm saying? He is a wolf in sheep's clothing, bro. And uh, right now, you just have a lot of, you know, blind leading the blind. But I can say for myself, man, that I'm proud to say that I am a positive contributor, you know what I'm saying, of life skills and just being a live example of, you know, a person who, who went from a residential jungle to a concrete jungle jungle survived everything come home reformed and be able to rebuild my life and help people build their lives in the community yeah it's, it's great to see everything um since knowing you when you were locked up too and uh everything you used to talk about came out and uh been, been standing on everything you said you was gonna do and, and that's so see. crazy so we should tell the story how we actually met is yeah, that yeah. uh <laughs> you know i was uh bunkies with your brother, brother julian my yeah, dog yeah. juju we was bunkies at macomb correctional facility and uh it was so cool because you know i didn't know who you were until i met your brother and yeah. he was showing me all these pictures and he was telling me what you do for a living you know that you're you know a direct a director and you do videos and this this mm -hmm. that and the other and then we end up meeting each other during the visit in the visiting room mm -hmm. you know my family came to see me you, you and uh you went to go see him so we were able to kick it and catch up a little bit with each other get to know each other and then um you were sending us pictures of when you were doing uh videos for t grizzly and Sada baby and you was in miami stunt i was like damn like like i always yeah. tell people like let me live through your eyes you know what i'm saying because when yeah. we ain't here all we see is you know a cold environment that's true that's so true. when you so sent us that picture and then like thinking like damn this is a little brother from southwest detroit you know what i'm saying who's in miami shooting videos like you know on a yeah. large scale uh -huh. and i was like honored to know you you know what i'm saying and that's i was really proud of you you know what i mean and, and since i've been home like it's just really been a blessing building with you yeah 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 that's dope yeah i used to love sending pictures in there or even tell be any type i got some type of news i'm like bet now i got something to talk about my brother when he calls me I'd be like, yeah, look, I was doing this, I was doing that. There was a scene, there was a thing we had, like, way back. I had, I was, um, I ended up helping out on set of the Eminem, uh, uh, BET Cypher. And it's the one was, like, that went crazy viral. He's talking about Trump and everything. Yeah. And, uh, so, oh, that was that one he so went it, crazy on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on the, I was, I was on the set that day just helping out, whatever. I just, I knew some people got the opportunity. And, um, I was telling him about it. It was dope. And he said he was telling people in there, and they're like, they didn't believe him. I'm like, all right, bro, whatever. And he was like, he was like, uh, he explained the scene to him because I explained it to him, and they're like, you could have seen the trailer. He's like, oh, all right. Uh, he said, but I, you don't know what he's rapping about. They won't tell you that in the trailer. You know, you don't see it till it comes out. Yeah. And then uh, I had told him everything. He told them, and then it came out, and they was like, oh shit. And he's like, why would he be lying? <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. But uh, I used to love sending stuff like that in, or any type of stuff like that, talking about anything like that, and even for not even for people that was locked up, that wasn't the <laughs> mm -hmm. that wasn't the initial thing. I just like whatever I was doing, anything when I was traveling and going different places and actually seeing how how sweet the world actually was and mm -hmm. different things. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things that people need to see. And it's coming where we come from. A lot of people don't even ever even leave the state. The Maybe city, here, there. The yes, city. that's what I mean. And that's what I was going to say, that you living your life the way you did was very yeah. inspirational, including inside. Because, you know, prison is a society of its own. Yeah, it's probably even worse. So probably we way were, we were living through your eyes, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Because it was inspiring me, it was inspiring him, you know? Yeah, because you guys in there are looking up, you guys are, are, are looking up at things that people out here even taking for granted, just like, you know, not being cold, whatever it is, a bathroom privacy, mm -hmm. whatever. So to see something like that, 
yeah, that, that's dope. I'm, I'm glad I was able and to. And you know what was out code like that. is that, um, so on my release date, uh, uh, Emilio came up and he filmed me. He filmed me walking out of the prison. He was in the parking lot, you know, filming me and my family. And then the, um, <clears throat> the guards came out and ran him off because you're not supposed to be filming on prison property. And he jumped in his car and he continued to film everything. And then he followed us. We had like a little mini entourage. He followed me to the uh, parole office and filmed me going in. And then like a week or so later, I had a homecoming party that my family threw for me at uh, Bellinger Park in River Rouge. And uh, he came and we did like an interview. So, you know, uh, Emilio and I have been discussing just with the footage that we have and the things that we've been building on that we wanted to work on a documentary about my life. So um, I'm yeah. really, really so excited about that. You and, know you know, what it's, I mean? and what's so good about it is as far as like getting footage and just being in the same place at the same time isn't always the easiest to do. But with everything you've been doing, it's not it's not hard to on your own. It's not hard to just I'd be able to grab stuff from anywhere and not even have to be there physically. You got mm -hmm. videos, you got documenting everything that you're doing and posting it and showing other people and inspiring. And it's, it's dope as hell. I'm glad that. Uh, Everything has been happening kind of exactly how you was telling me it was going to happen when uh, when you was about to get out. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah, and you know what? That's the thing is that um, a lot of families are hesitant to invest in their loved ones. And, it, and it's not that they don't love them. And it's not that they don't want to support them or yeah. believe in them or even trust them. They want that. But when you burn a bridge like that, like you got to build it back and people only remember you according to how you used to conduct yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I know a lot of people doubted me when I came home, like even though they had love for me and and, and it would have been nice to see a lot do good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But a lot of them probably expected me to come back home the same way that I was when I went in. Yeah. And um. And and really, I didn't do it to prove anybody wrong. I yeah. did it for my own well-being. I did it for best. my family. But it just so happened to open up everybody else's eyes and mind and give everybody a different perspective. Like, yeah, oh, really damn, like he's really doing his thing. Yeah, like yeah. he really is about, you know, about yeah, being righteous and being positive and doing good. Yeah, I had no doubt talking to you on the lead up of you getting out, like just just the conversation we'd have, I could, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? I could feel it. Like, a, the, I could feel the words, like you mean what you're saying, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people probably just thought it was like, I don't know, prison banter, probably locked up for a long time. Oh, yeah, let me, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. going to be better or whatever. Yeah. But <clears throat> when, you really, when you really get out and prove yourself, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. So, And everybody got their own perception of you anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and just you do the, you And you, you hit the nail on the head, bro. It's just that... Um, you know, people, people, you know, they have their opinions about you and, yeah. and they only remember you, you know, as you are. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm grateful, though, bro, that um, I, I am where I'm at. You know, I've held a, a job for, you know, three years. I <laughs> file for income wait, tax wait, now. Wait, I pay on. taxes. Like, wait, you can, yeah. it's like it's like it's it, 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 it used to be unspeakable for you to hold a job for three years. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, I ain't going to hold one for three days, <laughs> three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I live like an outlaw, bro. I was in the streets. I had 
kids young, so I owe child support. I had no education. What kind of job was I going to make making good money and being able to afford child support? Wasn't going to happen. So, yeah. you know, I, I stayed in the mud, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And got my tax-free dollars. But in the end, it wasn't <laughs> worth it because I spent half my life in prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chasing that shit. But, you know, I did a lot of soul searching, did a lot of inventory. You know what I'm saying? And did a lot of reflecting and found myself and, and found my that's purpose. And, and that's what I've been doing. Doing, man and i'm gonna continue to do it until you know until i ain't got breath no more you yeah, know what i, I mean? like that i like that how do you how do you feel like about or what would you say to someone that's like that just feels at their lowest because there's i know t i see it way too often so many people everyone feels like they hate their life hate their job hate what they're doing every day you and know, i know you, you felt that way you, before, yeah yes sure. i have bro <laughs> so so for me and i had another question to follow up with mm -hmm, it go ahead is that is is um is is it like because a lot of people will just want a big <clears throat> change and they'll try to make a big change where is it or is it stronger where it's a bunch of little changes that that create habit to to change your lifestyle in general okay so for me it took steps Little. You know, it I took just, literal I, the only way. transitional step. But each step, you know what I'm saying, made a big difference, though. You know what I'm saying? Especially, yeah. That's what you I, know, yeah. once I drew out the blueprint of what I wanted out of my life, then I had to start doing everything that was conducive to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it meant cutting people off. You know what I'm saying? That's a big one. It meant uh, going in a different direction. Sacrifice. I made a lot of sacrifices. That's the biggest one. Um, I had to put myself around different people. I had to put myself in a different mind too, state. Because your whole entire life was around people that probably, you know what I'm saying, probably shouldn't be around like that. <laughs> so for you to... And, yeah, and so a lot too. of people who come from prison, they wait till they get home. They think, well, I'll, I'll change when I get home. My man, mm. you ain't going to make them changes <laughs> out there if you can't make them in here. That's probably why I was saying people feel like it's just prison talk or just, you know, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be better and stuff like that when they really ain't changed. They just. Mm. I quit. I quit. The most, mo the most growth I had was when I quit looking at my situation like I was a convict in prison. When I started to look at myself like a student in college, that is when my whole mind transitioned and my life transitioned. Because I said, I'm in school now. I'm here to learn. I'm here to build. I'm here to educate. You know what I mean? Okay. Myself and others. Just to better, for, for it to be was it for the betterment of yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and for the last five years of my bid, I stayed committed to that change. And and slowly but years. surely, I started getting the momentum of not only um, applying and practicing, but watching the results of my decisions that I had made. Mm -hmm. And life was really good. Even in a jungle like that, though, even yeah. when you're surrounded by misery, because like 80% of the place is miserable. Even the correctional officers are miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to stay strong and stay positive and mm -hmm. stay focused, you know what I'm saying? Like that takes company. a lot of work, bro. That takes a lot of mental capacity to be able to do that. Oh, and, yeah. and then coming home. Because there's, after, th there's after, thousands of people that I can't even do it at home no you're right you're right it was sad when i came home and seen a lot of people who i grew up with you know what i'm saying and they just 
were not the same. You know, you mm. could tell a lot of them hadn't taken care of themselves or life had just kicked their ass. Oh, my you know God. That is probably crazy knowing someone 17 years ago. Yeah. Coming out seeing a life. I was looking at my Snapchat memories the other day from four years ago, and I felt like, like God damn, that yeah. was a whole different world that was going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's crazy. That and then it was crazy because, like, um, ninety days after I got out, that's when I went for my job interview at the Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation mm. and got hired. And um, and I got so hired perfect. as a as a youth mentor. And um, I had realized, um, I just automatically assumed that when I met these kids that they were going to have the same issues I had when I was growing up. And, you know, gangs oh. and domestic violence and drugs and all that. But it yeah. was that was not the case. It really? It was not the case, bro. Like, a lot of these youth are struggling and dealing with issues. But I had to be the student now. I had to be quiet and let them teach me. I had to learn from them. You know what I'm saying? In order be, for me to be able to mentor them and aid them. That's that's great to even say that because you can learn a lot from someone young or just someone that's been through a different experience from you. And a lot of people don't look at that at all. Like mm -hmm. they just, you know, if they see someone younger, they just automatically think they're dumb. You can learn a lot from someone that's young and been through a couple things for sure. How did you feel when you used to go visit your brother in prison? Like... What do you mean? What like, was the feeling? Just the process. Even like all well, the, the process, headaches you had to go through. Because well, they treat you guys. They treat your family like prisoners. Oh they my, this is what I was going to say. This is the first thing I was about to say. This is the first thing I was about to say. They, There's a couple cool ladies in there. You know, me, I'm a, I'm a vibes person. I feel like I can get around anybody and I'll make a connection. Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I, I, I'm good at that. I'm good at reading people and, and understanding situations that are going on, right? But up there, there's a couple cool, there was a couple cool ladies that would be up front and, you know, I would talk with them you know talk smooth we'd be cool make a little joke i remember they would think i was funny but there was like there's there was a couple of those and the rest are like they don't give a fuck what you got to say they don't care what you got to hear they don't none of that they doing they they they, they don't pull play. your socks up yeah pull they, your all up, that all that this, run take everything hair. out oh you got if you if you accidentally brought something in your pockets to the thing where you're supposed to empty your pockets and i have nothing man didn't your dad bring an ebt card or something no, no. <laughs> he said i EBT thought he brought card. an ebt card and <laughs> no. got kicked out but they petty like that <laughs> no though. no he had he he had uh what do you have you can see he had oh, the Dale Clippers. No, look. No, look, look. No, but the thing was, you don't even understand how deep it was, though. Me and my brother, we was, we had, we had, we was having a lot of conversation. There was a lot that needed to be talked about. We ain't seen each other in a really long time. And there was, like, it was just a lot to it. Everything, you know? And we go in there, and my dad is just, you know, he's just... He's just a goofy guy, you know, and uh, he's, and uh, he, uh, he 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 left all type of shit in his pockets. It wasn't even you're supposed to, all type of shit. Had he, he ever been out. to prison like visiting? No, no, nah, nah, I don't think so. He's, he didn't no. even know what was going nah, nah, on. No, no, he's been to jail like numerous times, but no. Nah. Um, so yeah, and we're in there like we tell him though, cause they're the ladies like they are not playing. That's what like they're they are assholes up there. So she, we told him whatever. She goes in there. We go to the back. And he, you know, he, oh my God, you got to take your shoes and socks off. The socks is looking 
bowed already. <laughs> it was already started like off bad. Like he knocked the bad. floor with his socks. Oh, it was bad. No, nah, but he, he had some nail clippers in one of his pockets. And the thing that really set him off, he had some Motrin that he always carries around. He had some Motrin in his other pocket, like two pills. So they're like, oh, he, they're looking at him like, oh, he trying to, they know he's like, they could tell he's like a goofy guy. And, he, and yeah. she she took the Motrin's like, oh, I could I could terminate the meeting for this because yeah, we could say you're trying to sneak yeah, drugs yeah, in or whatever. They could, and they will. And I'm like, damn. And then my dad he just wasn't responding to her like how she she like wanted him to respond and she was getting more mad as the conversation went on she was like you know what i am terminating the visit whatever and then my brother's sitting there waiting the whole time we're driving home he calls me 30 minutes into the drive like what the fuck <laughs> i know like, he came back and told me oh like, i know man, i couldn't mad. believe it my dad had some fingernail clippers in his pocket <laughs> I was like, oh man, because bro, like, like visits were our lifeline in there. Bro. I know like, that's I what kept us alive. And then we got to eat the little, you know, uh, vending machine food. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I was like, eating that shit too. You know, they got the couple little games in there. It's fun, cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nah, but it, we, we, we were just. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. One time they brought me in. They were bringing me into the visiting room, and I walked by and I watched them frisking my mother. You know what I'm saying? And that just really tore my heart apart because I could tell that my mother was so uncomfortable. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I felt like, man, my mom don't deserve that. You know, my daughter, she didn't deserve that. You know what I mean? Like, my sons, like, none of my family deserved to have to go through that. You know what I mean? And that was on me, though. That's when I, you know, learned how to take accountability. I wasn't blaming it on the prison and the policies and procedures and the rules and regulations. I said, I did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I made my family suffer and put them through that. You yeah, know? it's got to suck. So when you start to hold yourself accountable for your actions and look at the impacts that your decision made on your family, your community, and things like that, that's when I was like, you know what? I got to do better because I owe it to them. I owe it to myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm just thinking right now, um, in prison, like, how hard is it to, like, I know, like, you, like someone like you is, like, true to yourself, but at the same time, like, find an, ad- find an identity within, like, being in there like you know what i'm trying to say uh, listen bro everybody everybody find themselves or at least do what they got to do to survive that's, that's what, what it mean. comes down to you know everybody didn't do time like i did time they did just yeah. as much time or more time than me but they ain't come Damn. home the same and they bid was not like mine you know what i'm saying bro yeah i stood tall i stayed solid since day one bro you know what yeah, i'm 100%. saying that's what I and 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 uh any issues i did have predominantly were not even mine you know what i'm saying it was me just you know being a leader you know what i'm saying okay but but every i mean you got guys who got families wives kids they go to prison and 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 you know they switch up you know what I'm yeah. saying? You got guys who was in gangs in the streets go there and join a different gang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or or a religious group. That's or crazy. You know, it's just, it's. I've seen everything. You know, I, yeah. I used to be a photo man in the visiting room too. You know, I used to see one dude, you on the yard holding hands, kissing the guy in his mouth. And then you on a visit kissing your wife and kids. Oh, and I'm trying to figure out, you know what I'm crazy. saying? That's like, crazy. I mean, it's your business, but it don't make sense to me. Nah, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then, you know, you have... <laughs> a lot of guys that I knew, they was like, you know, always bashing white people and blue-eyed devils and the Europeans <laughs> yeah. and this, that, yeah. and the other. I'm the, the photo, Europe- man. I see who coming to see you. Man, you got a, you know, a white yeah. girl. Your kids is half white. And I'm, I'm like, man, so you know, but of- <laughs> whatever, whatever gets you through the bid. You know what I'm saying? But okay. as far as me, dog. So there's a lot of... 
That's what I expect. I stay true to myself, what I stand for and what I believe that's in, I, bro. That's why I said I know someone like you stay true to yourself, but that's what I mean. There's got to be a lot of false identity going on in there. Man. Just because, honestly, can you even like, you know, you can blame them because that ain't who they are, but they're probably just scared and they're trying to... People know. recreate themselves, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, you know... When you go into the system, bro, you got killers, gangsters, hustlers from all over Michigan. You got boys from Flint, Muskegon, Grand Rapids, Saginaw, Pontiac. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody love and respect Detroit. But when you go to the joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys don't care about all that. You got to show me what you made up for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To show me what you stand on, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel that for sure. Yeah, that, that's what I was wondering, like, how... how I know it would be tough in there to like, what are these dudes going to think of me? They think I'm, they think I'm soft or, or whatever may have you. You might have to be in some situations. Man, there. guys don't even realize <laughs> they, 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 as soon as they choose to, to join a gang or any, any, any type of organization like that, man, you set yourself up for failure, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I rode with my my people, my community, Southwest, the Latinos, you know, the the cash flows, them's my bros up in there. So, you know, I had a lot of I had a lot of support in there, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> and then all the bridges I built with everybody else. That's know? everything, relationships, being a genuine person, having And you know, I still have strong bonds with a lot of them brothers who are home now, you yeah, know. That's good. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, I wanted to tell you too, man. Again, mm -hmm. thank you very much for inviting me to the uh to that uh, uh Oba Roland and Sada Baby video. Yes, sir. Shout out to Banshee Kid over in Del Rey on Vanderbilt. Shout out to you and your family. Yes, sir. Much love to you, bro. I'm trying to get you on this podcast, so get with me. Let me know when you're ready. But um, it was off the hook, bro. You know, and really, man, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate you inviting me, bro. 100%, 100%. And I met your boy Diego Cruz. He's good dude. I want to get him on here too. Yeah, so yeah. we'll he's, catch he's, up with him. He's 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 really the reason behind a lot of opportunities that come around. Um, when it comes to uh, uh, bigger artists in, in, within the city and whatnot, and what we're doing for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I I I, I always uh, like I said, I like to uh, what I was saying. To you guys, when I would send stuff in there and show you guys, I've always liked doing that. Like so, people that aren't doing things or or people that sit at home all day and don't really do nothing, but they just like dream about it and they look on Instagram and just see people's lives and like I'll be that guy that's on the that's on the Instagram doing the things. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there for you. You can live through my thing. So I like posting. I like showing everything like uh, a lot of good views. Just whatever I'm around that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. So um I love people to see it. So when I have an opportunity for people to see something new or, or dope like that actually in person, uh, it's always going to, I'm always going to want to uh, create that for a few people. A lot of people have, uh, it, um, have, uh, hit me up saying like, thanks. Um, a lot of shout out to Diego and Banshee kid, like Nino was saying, um, we kind of all three just put it together, hit different people we knew of within Southwest to uh, go really with the video or trying to get like a Southwest culture vibe. That's what um, Diego wanted to go for. So I was like, bad, let me hit all my people doing things in the city. And um, for, and it was a Mexican, it was like a Spanish heritage thing, like mainly Mexican though. I'm like, oh man, you're the first person I thought of. Yeah, so you had like, the yeah. brother waving the Cuban flag. They had yeah, everything. You know, the, yeah, they had everybody know, representing it in its entirety. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing about it is, is that you know, bro, like, what my the foundation of, of me 
and the way I live every day starts with gratitude, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, just being grateful for everything. And I was so grateful, bro, that you had invited me. You know, like you personally was like, dog, come through. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah, really I appreciated that. that because that's a lot of people who got resources and opportunities that they keep to themselves. They don't really share them. I'm oh, not yeah. one of them people, bro. Everything I do is for the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's like, it's like... Uh, it's so weird that, that you would feel like a certain type of greediness towards like they're out, they're not in the same position as you like if i created the opportunity for myself it's not like they can take something from me or like you know what i'm saying snatch something out from under me i don't understand why it would matter that anybody seen what you were doing or or i don't know people are so weird man they be they just yeah. be weird like that so um to be able to share dope opportunities like that i'm gonna do every chance i get because it's it's dope. It feels good, you know. And 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 then I was able to open the door for a couple other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's another just thing. for the experience itself. You Absolutely, know? and that's another thing. When I was hitting people up, I was telling people like it'd be a cool little networking thing. Like my I hit my boy up. Uh, his name's EJ Juarez. He makes jerseys. Uh, oh yeah, DJ EJ. That's yeah. my man. Yeah, yeah, uh, culture yeah. creators. Yeah, I told him like I told him like um you know come through. You know I gave him a couple things on what we were looking for for the video, and he's like. He's like, hell yeah. I was like, man, make it. I was like, bring a jersey or something. Show people what you do. It'll be a good little opportunity. Yeah, he brought gonna the be side that, of baby jersey. He did, yeah. And um, I was like, uh, you know, he probably would have did that anyway. That's just what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he brought he me a jersey. When, yeah, he, came yeah, on, he, when he came on my podcast, yeah, he brought yeah. me a hockey jersey. I mean, a soccer jersey. Yeah, yeah. I've I got like, a, oh, that's so sweet. I've got a couple things from EJ personally, like soccer. I had him give me like a custom hockey jersey, a couple of different things. Man, he's a good brother, man. Yeah, he's, he's a cool. hustler. His mom hustles. That's Maybe another reason why. That's another reason why he's one of the first people I thought of. Yeah, hit him up too. Yeah, you know, no like, doubt. Yeah. Shout out to him and Miguel Reyes over there on Bagley and all the culture creators. Man, salute to y'all, man. Much love, man. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. Everybody over there is doing their thing. I love to see it. Yeah, but um, so so how did you get to where you at, bro? As far as like filming, directing, and and where you at now with it, and where do you want to go? Like, what's the future looking okay. like for you? So like. Really, I started doing films and everything just because I like, I always, I've always liked like quality things. Always had an eye for quality, always cared about quality. I feel like uh, little things matter and there's beauty in the details. And um, for someone to actually care about something and it be quality is just, it's so much better than any mass produced, whatever, right? So I always was looking at like film videos on YouTube, like really nice videos, and I wanted to make dope content. I was always obsessed with fucking YouTube, like every other kid is looking at different people live crazy lives and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I want to make sweet videos. So I started filming videos. I was in college at the time, and I started filming videos on my iPhone of like just my everyday life and things I was doing. Cause I had a job up there. I was like a, uh, I was like a, uh, I was a transition coach for like uh, freshmen that came in. It was mm -hmm. my second year. Uh, for freshmen that came in, I just, you know, people that didn't know what to do within college, you just helped them cause you got experience, whatever, right? And so I was like, okay, I do that. And then I'll just show my college life. Cause everybody back home, none of them been to no university. None of them ever been to college. They don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't know what's going on. So I thought it was dope. like parties gym all day food like it's it, it was a it was a real good experience um i mean i dropped out but still <laughs> but uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah. no but um i'll get to i'm I'll, not I'll laughing at you i'm no, laughing no, you're with good. you man no, no, i'm I'll a dropout i dropped no, no, out no. in ninth grade i dropped out of school no i'm just man. playing i'll explain that one but i started sh i started making little little videos i had a free editing software off my girl's laptop i was using my iphone and i was filming like vlogs of my everyday life at school 
And people were liking them. I was throwing little music, got little shots and stuff because I was watching those type of videos yeah. and I wanted to do that. So I was spending my free time making cool little videos like that. And people were liking them. It got me into it. So I was like, man, I, I really want to get into it. It's like, like I want to get serious about it. So I uh, ended up getting a camera and uh, that kind of started everything. And I wanted to start taking what photos. What kind of camera shooting. was it? It was a, a Canon. Uh, it's the cheapest like Canon DSLR <laughs> you can get. The Canon Rebel yeah. T5i, something like that. Canon Rebel T5i, I think. T3i, one of those. But um, it got me wanting to start shooting videos. So I started shooting videos. I made a little YouTube channel and would just make whatever, you know? I just started it. It was just make whatever I felt like making. I always been in the game and I was making some of that shit at first. And then um, the videos, I, uh, I ended up like, I want to do this for work. This is something I like to do. This is something I love right now. And uh, I want to get paid from it. And I had a I had a job at, uh, I had an internship and I got a job at uh, Quicken Loans when I was coming back for the summer uh -huh. from school. And, um, it was a good job. I liked it. I liked uh, pretty much everything about it. It was a lot of uh, a lot of hours though, and it just made me realize, like, even with a good, promising job, uh, that I just really I just didn't want to work for someone else. Type, you know, I don't know how that sounds to everybody, but oh, that sounds it just wasn't for me because it was just so much time dedicated to something, and then I go home and I was going to sleep, waking up, go do it again, and I'm like, I like the job, like I said, and the money too, but it was just like. What am I doing? But bro, you know that's progressive. That's progressive thinking, though, bro. You know, like yeah, I was like, there's no way I could do this. Like, there's no way. There's, there's no way. There's so many people though who have that progressive mind state that are like, why work for somebody else when I can work for myself? Yeah, and, and it's getting more and popular have and popular. Full ownership, yes, it yeah, is. It's getting more and more popular. I see so many small business people just, you know, being creative, yeah, you know, yeah. hustling. Just at the same time, like I feel that way too, and I'm super strong about that. But at the same time, like someone got to work at McDonald's too, though. So like, you yeah. know. There's a place in it, you know, there's a place for I mean, everybody. Shit, but they paying about seventeen. <laughs> might be straight at McDonald's. Hey, I mean, I, my first job was at McDonald's. The manager, they're doing fine. The manager's doing good. Man, I'd be dipping in them fries every five minutes. <laughs> you hear me? I'd yeah. be built I like to, grimace. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, I used to, uh, so I was into the videos. I was into the videos and stuff like that. I ended up built like this office. I have a whole YouTube video making it. Built an office. Went in there and I started like promoting i'm shooting videos I'm, I'm taking photos and stuff and it started off like that and then through the video things i started just posting it meeting people uh following people finding different people within the city that were doing it too and and having like i wanted to get around more like-minded people because especially in michigan it's real hard to find a bunch of people that want to do something that's not work and then go out on the weekend and just work for the week because a lot of people get stuck in that job life you know they need security and then you work so you know you're secure, but then you're working all day. So you want to sleep when you get home, whatever. That's, that's just, I just I just don't like none of that. I just you know what I mean. I feel so you, so I started just was like I'm gonna try to grind this this video shit, and that's what I was doing. I met more and more people and, and got more and more connections, and and just being once I get like I said once I get, I feel like once I get around someone, I can make the connection with whoever you know. I've had a lot of people tell me like what's I've, just off of who you are, the vibe, like not even. Like, told me specifically, not even because the work you do, just because of who you are. Like, I want you around. Like, I want you to be a part of this. So, um, 
things like that. And it's kind of got me a bunch of different cool opportunities. Like recently had the cool video shoot, got to bite everybody out. Um, and yeah, I've done a lot of traveling because of it. Traveling's a big thing. I think everybody needs to go out and see more of the world. I remember you were out in Cali for a while working on some music. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I, I started, let's talk I make, about some of that music. Yeah, yeah. Know? Let's talk about that for real. Because uh, I really you got been, some good music, bro. I appreciate like, it. Man. Like I, I like listened to it, you know, and I was like. This is deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's always been that way. So I was like, I never made music because I felt like I didn't like my voice. So I never like recorded it. <laughs> but I always wrote music since I was a little kid. Like mm-hmm. since I was little as hell, I always wrote music to uh, to vent because I don't really talk to nobody about my feelings or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it was all that was an issue of mine, too. I've been much better at it uh, working on myself the last couple of years. But um, that was always something I had trouble with. So I always wrote it in the songs, though. Like, I always was rapping to my friends in school, and they'd be like, damn, bro, like, I feel, you know? Like, they would always tell me, like, I feel it. And it was sweet. So uh, I always did that. Ended up starting recording just because I was around it so much. I'm filming everybody. I'm filming studio videos. I'm in the studio with artists, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of crazy stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm going to just start. And I filmed one song, and it sounded exactly like I talked. And it was like, the lyrics were good, but... It just sounded like I was just, it didn't sound like I was believable. And then I started really falling in love with it. I got a good uh, a good uh, relationship with, a, with my producer, Anton. He's the man, and he's really talented. And then we started just finding like a, we just started working and got like a little sound going for each other. And mm-hmm. uh, so now <clears throat> I vent, I vent with all these lyrics. I go in the studio, get it all out. And I, I feel good about it. I, I, I And I put it out and I just listen to it a million times. Just like when I, sh- I swear, just like when I shoot a video, I'll just watch it a million times. You like, I'm not really. Out? Like, is any, can any of your music be found anywhere? My music is, a mil- it's under Emilio Cuevas on every single platform. You can find it anywhere. Amazon, Spotify, Apple Emilio Music. Emilio Cuevas, check it out. So let me ask you this. Does a person come up with a title of a song and then write the song or do they write okay. the song and then come up with a title okay so here's so here's how that one works it depends on if you write it or not like if you you think of a song concept and you write it like cool or you can think of a song concept and you can go to the studio and just punch it in and just like vibe and, and come up with it all there. Like I like doing that because a lot of times I'll have no idea when I'm, I have a studio session and I'll be like, I don't know what I'm be listening to tonight. Like, you know what I'm saying? I have mm-hmm. no idea what's going to come out of it. And then I'll go in there and do it and, I, and to like it and then you listen to a new song that's yours, it's fire. I love doing that. But if you write it, it's different. Like you wrote all these lyrics, you got a concept in your mind, so you should probably have like a real title. So I always struggle with the song titles because I'm like a deep person, especially within the lyrics. Your music is deep. Yeah. And it's real. And this the thing is that I knew so much about you before I actually met you because of me and your brother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we used to share our experiences and tell stories of, you know, our families. And so I knew so much about you. So when I was hearing your song, a lot of that comes out. (laughs) I knew, yeah, a lot of what I knew about you came out. And I was just like, man, it's so real, it's so sincere. And it's just a whole vibe, though, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like, like, that. I'm genuinely telling you that I really enjoyed your music. Like, that's the type of music that gets radio play. Yeah, yeah, you I know appreciate. What I'm yeah, saying? it's not like and I no would like to see sound. you do something with it or something good. Come yeah, from yeah, I'm it, trying to. Make, I've been making connections now. That's like I said. That's why I was. You said I was in L.A. for a while. I was last year. I was in L.A. 15 months out of every 15 day. No, not 15 days. I was in L.A. every single month, but I was gone. 50, I was traveling half the month and then I was home half the month and I was traveling half the month just cause like 
I swear you got to see the world. But the music thing, like you said, like a lot of that, what I've been through, what I'd be thinking about that just be like trauma on my mind will mm-hmm. come on the music and I'll, I'll make something all the time. And then I'll tell my brother, like, bro, you got to hear this. And they'll hear it like, damn. And then they'll bring it all back and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I like those moments. I like doing things. I like music like that. And like I said, it's for myself. Like I'll be venting and just get it out and I'll just listen to it a million times. I'll put it out. I don't know how many views my videos have. I don't know how many views streams my music has because mm-hmm. it's really just for me. But if if, if you could work with somebody, if you could make a song with somebody, who would you make a song with? What do you mean, like? Like if there like was one artist, anybody, time, anybody in the world, you know, dead or alive, if there's somebody you could make a song with, who would you make it with, and why? Ever. That's that's. Ugh. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Um, it would have to be someone that like kind of makes my type of vibe of music. Yeah. And not someone that was too off. Because I feel like I can make any type of song in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I listen to a song, I can make a song. Like, like I can make any type of music, I feel like. So it definitely had to be someone that already has my type of vibe. So maybe like a, probably a singer though. So I could do the rapping. Okay, and, and, all and right. The, like my, maybe sing Would like you want a male or a female singer? Like to do the Now hook? that's, now that's. That's where everything it, it depends on the song. I would I would probably want. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'd I probably want to. I'd probably. Damn, you said all time though. It's just making it so much harder. I would say. Mm, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> right now, it'd be little baby. Like who's who's Lil who's baby. like popping right now? It'd be yeah. Lil baby. That's why I want to make a sweet a song with. But all time, he got some good music. Yeah, for sure. All time? Shit. Shit, all time, I'd say Biggie. I wouldn't even care about no other rules I was just talking mm-hmm. about. That'd be so sweet. Yup. Tupac would definitely be my all-time favorite. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like Tupac, Biggie Tupac, Big Pun, you know what I'm saying? Pun sweet. Pun was an absolute lyricist, you know. He was out L, cold. L, what's his name? Big L or whatever. Big L, Big he L. was a lyricist, Fire. absolutely. I got so many favorites, man. Yeah. You I've know, listened to all Jada that. Jada Kiss. Shit. Jada Kiss has never stopped being sweet. Man, he's so never hard. Never stopped being like really good at rapping <laughs> so sweet. every time every time every time i hear jada kiss it's just something cold coming out cold, every man, time for sure I fuck with, he, i'm a big fan i fuck with jada kiss a lot Let, so let's talk about the artists out of southwest detroit because we have a lot of talent a lot yeah, of yeah. artists that i've met since i've been home and i'm like oh yeah. my gosh like we have so much i could name 10 what i was 10 doing while people was out of southwest right now and all their music is fire yeah. and none of them are signed and it's like you know yeah. why are we not well, rich yet you know well, i'm trying to get my podcast on a you know on a level <laughs> where somebody get, cut me a check baby yeah. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you know, cause, cause I already know it. It's like Southwest is such a a community. It's it's smaller. Everybody knows each other. Like someone's just waiting for someone to like just just blow and just get everybody else popping too. So I know it's man. I get we got saying. so much talent. No, but that's bro. what I was saying. That's what I was doing when you was locked up, shooting all these videos. It was all people trying to start rapping in Southwest. Listen, you know who's popping right now, too? My man, Brian Ruiz, man. Shout out to Brian Ruiz from Legal Aliens Podcast. That guy got Grupo Contagio. He's got Brian's rental audio. You could throw a whole concert, and he's going to put all the sound, <laughs> lights, everything. Audio, you know? visual, studio, everything. I mean, he got a... Man, we got so much talent, though, from photography to videography to singers to dancers to rappers is, so to writers is, to producers to everything, man, this is one of bro. The things- and I'm like... How 
how are we not winning? Look, we got like everything. So look, we're even tied into the Eva Torres, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. District six manager. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we just got all kinds of local people with influence and we got all the talent. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We just need the that money, one of the but things. the money should follow Absolutely. the talent. No, know? but that was one of the things I always wanted to, uh, to post to to start showing in the videos I was making I was making lifestyle videos within like the what we were doing in the city and uh I wanted to show like there's so much talent that nobody even knows about because it's never been marketed whatever Detroit's always not been on the map but just recently as Detroit as a whole like music everything is mm -hmm. going crazy like blowing up you know huge know, huge bro. everywhere like I'm talking mainstream there's a lot of artists now so uh it's 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 only going to come like I don't think it's I don't think it's not coming or there's something that's going wrong. I just think you need a couple of the right artists coming. And, I just and feel it's coming. yes, like it's there's coming. not a doubt. Because I've in known my for mind. Detroit that the city it was coming. We've already known that. But even like when like years ago when they talked about Atlanta, they said all of that like all of that Atlanta still, artists were all winning. There still are. And they all supported each other. Yeah, they still do. And that they was the thing are. they said. They promote together. They yep. support each other. They, they, yep. uh, you know, perform together. They create opportunities. They share the opportunities, the resources. And I'm like, that's wonderful. You there's know what the I'm thing saying? That like, I think we're at a time now in our community where we can do that, bro. Yeah, yeah. There's a post that went viral. But we need like, money. Yeah, that's the... that's. Psh. That's the big we one. We need money. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some money. Where are you? Cut the check. El Nino podcast, <laughs> baby. I'm finna break bread. I'm finna, you know what I'm saying? I'm finna put, put your people on. I know, man. <laughs> but we got so many people I can name that are just doing their thing, bro. Yo. And, and it's like, man. Yeah. Bro, I and a lot, of them everybody, been on, like, a lot of them been on the Nino podcast and a lot of them haven't. Yeah. There's more to haven't, honestly. And uh, you've been getting some episodes in, for real. Absolutely. I like I'm on season three, baby. You know what I'm saying? Turn up. That's what's up. Mm. That's dope. This Shout out to my uh, Ceasefire. I recently became part of the Ceasefire team, running the Southwest chapter of Ceasefire. Um, you know, our mission is to be able to keep peace and and uh, to refrain, you know, to, to educate and refrain from um, violence in our communities and in our city. And, uh, you know, to provide, you know, families and the victims of families with resources, and, you know, and, and love. Love is on the front line more than anything. It's not always an easy job. I understand, you know, when things happen, people get shot, people get killed, especially, you know, men, women and children, you know, things like that. You know, the first thing is somebody want to want revenge you know what i'm saying but you know our job is to try to break that cycle and that mind state of you know two for two eye for an eye because at the end of the day all it does is feed a vicious cycle of violence and people who are just dying left and right and dying young you know um a lot of these brothers man i could name so many they work on the east side and the west side and every day i'm, I'm looking at the thread and they're just reporting to you know kids little girls little boys getting shot getting killed you know what i'm saying and, and like crazy. you know we're there we're on the scene bro and seeing things like this Damn. You know, know, and that can trigger a lot of trauma that we've already been through and things that we've seen and done. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wanna, so I was going to I was about to ask that. How do you how do you feel about revenge? You know, bro, Um, I like everybody else, you know. I felt like eye for an eye, two for a tooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But now in today's life, bro, and, and the way I am and, and where I've come from and, and I just... uh. 
I let God handle everything, bro. Mm. I pray on everything because God has worked wonders. You know, not just in my life, but in the lives of others. I've seen his work. And I feel like revenge is not mine. It's not my responsibility, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I believe in life. I believe in death. I believe in the universe. I believe in karma. I believe in myself. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, bro, when I came home, I just my main mission was to be the best ver version of who I am and be guided by God daily. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So if you do me wrong, if you fuck over me, you know what? That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Before I would have felt like I fully had the right to come kill you, kill yeah. your mother, kill your brother. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to feel like <laughs> that. That's how I really lived though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really had that mind state, I know. bro. That's you what I wanted to ask you. I'll come burn I... your house down. That's how I used to be. But now I wouldn't even think it, bro. Bro, That's I, be, I, I become such you. a humanitarian. <laughs> I care about everybody, and yeah. none of that shit is worth it. If you did something, you're going to get what you got coming. Mm -hmm. I, if I do something, I'm going to get what I got coming. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's why I That's why I wanted to ask you, because I don't know if you've been in the position, to the position where you've wanted revenge. But that's why I've always, I, I, I'll be honest with you, felt like I've never felt that way in my life. Wow! Like, never that's, like if you like if bro. I always felt always like if you do something because like I know who I am I know what I'm capable of I know what I'm capable of becoming I know what I'm gonna be um and I know that if you if you do something to like you said fuck over me or disappoint me really um I mean I'm just you're just you're just not gonna have room in my life anymore yeah, yeah. and I, you yeah. know what I'm saying you you gotta learn you you learn from your mistakes and someone might have did something to you accept it or not you make sure you don't put you, you learn from mistakes and make sure you don't put yourself in the same position mm -hmm. to feel the same hurt the same disappointment whatever and so if anybody ever like did anything grimy to me whatever I'm it's it's their loss Be, not being in my life is gonna it, I promise being in my life is gonna benefit you more than being out of it and so if you did something to 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 make me feel like you don't have room in my life anymore, that's on you. I ain't never felt like I needed to Man, do something back. You. Nothing like good that. for you. That's never very mature, that very grown, very humble of you, bro. And, yeah. and I wish more people thought like that. But unfortunately, we live in a society that is bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, they bad. thrive on blood. They, they get drunk on blood. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like to them, that's power. That's respect. That's everything. It's the best shit to that's, watch. You know, everybody wants to see it. The I swear, my wife shared. can sit up there for ten hours straight and watch every murder show. The shit is disturbing <laughs> to me. You hear me? I don't hey, know if it's because I've been in prison, but I think, those shows no, are very graphic. No, I and think very it is real, bro. No, I think like, it is something shit. like that. Actually, like being through some things because. Um, my brother says stuff like that all the time. Like he's like, I've done some stuff, and like I've been in some situations and done some things, um, but I've never like I can't watch it. Like that's like it feels like no, nah, don't show me that. Like that's what the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like what the hell is going on? It's just, it's crazy. How, yeah, no and doubt. And that man. that is why I think it does go viral and everyone wants to see because people ain't seen that. They ain't been there. And they ain't felt those feelings in those situations, and they just mm -hmm. see it and they're just like, damn, that's crazy. I, I think it's just becoming more of a humanitarian. Just become more of you know just conscious more aware and not feeding into the you know society is we feed the flesh you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't you know it ain't a lot of people they neglecting the spirit you know what i mean and and when you feed the flesh you feeding society's standards and expectations and what they think and what are they going to think of me if i don't retaliate or you yeah. know why do you think when you see boxing and and ufc fighting and, and backyard scrapping and you know people love it they love yeah, that's it that's what i'm saying know? it's the th best thing to watch everybody watches it and and i like boxing though i, I just I love you boxing. know for me i'm just motivated 
motivated by the spirit, man. I'm motivated mm -hmm. by God. I hate to see people hurt. I don't like, I don't want to hurt yeah, nobody. I, don't like seeing that. I will rack, I will rock your motherfucking head if you run up on me. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I don't, I, I, Straight I'll, do, up. Every, Straight I'll up. do everything I can to prevent from doing that. Of because course. I don't feel good. The shit that all the dirt I did, you know, back then or in the joint, I'll tell you this, you had it coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> But I'm more humble now. I respect life. I appreciate life, not just mine, but the lives of others. You know what I'm saying? And and I put myself on a higher standard. I expect more from myself. And I just, I like to be the most humble, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's, but that's good. I just don't want nobody, you know, because people sometimes uh, take that out of context. Shut up, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and think that you know a guy is, is humble so he just don't want no smoke yeah and, you know i don't want no problems but <laughs> literally I'll, i don't <laughs> run from no problems either though yeah you no know what i'm saying yeah so i'm not i'm not yeah never mind gonna i'm an effective communicator so yeah you know I, i've I, always i've always been that way too like, diplomatic skills bro like when i learned how to ooh, be diplomatic i bet that's big for you yeah it is huge brother politics politics Ooh. bro and i'll tell you what i turn enemies into allies you by by utilizing what's, them diplomatic what, skills bro. what's what's worse what's worse uh street street gang politics or, or prison politics um, I would say the reason I would say streets is because uh they will kill you out here in these streets, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they will they no. will they will kill you. you but I mean saying? ain't they but in, in, in I mean in the in the joint though, it's more solid though. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, gonna get held accountable in there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's oh, a lot like, of accountability. Oh, that's there's true. structure. You know what I'm saying? That's true, because they know where you can run to. Absolutely. You got to be a man. You got to be a man. You got to stand on it. And even your people are going to want you to stand on it, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because so, I... I, I <laughs> and, and, and that ruins your character. If you if you do something that's out of law or, you know, something mm -hmm. like that, they'll slander your name, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, know, I, I, I see a lot. I've watched every just, you know, being around people in prison, whatever. I've watched every prison show. Like I've seen all of it. Little Man, me and your like, brother Damn. was in prison watching prison shows. <laughs> I said, "How goofy are we? We in prison watching prison shows." I'm like, "Man, you want to know what's going on? We're trying joints. to see how they cook up and how they, <laughs> what's their, you know, we like, man, you know, what sauce they got that we don't got over here? <laughs> you know, they got, you know, they got different, different little, little creativity things everywhere, different, different places. I've seen a lot of little videos on YouTube too of things they make in prison. Like I'd be looking up how they make stuff in prison and like lighters, just the stuff they come up with is crazy. Man, listen, dude. bro, them it's boys crazy. know how to improvise. Yeah, you know it's what nuts. I'm saying? There's we, some engineers in there. For real. <laughs> These guys are, you know, you got, it's just, you got people from all walks of life, different walks of life with different skills. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just, like I said, bro, once I changed my mind state and quit thinking like the wolves and started thinking like, you know, like like a man and thinking like, you know, just being a student and wanting to learn from everything, bro. That's like good. it really and being changed excited the dynamics. And being excited to learn new things and, and have new experiences. Yes, because be I grew. I started growing. I started growing mentally. I had literally reached a point mm -hmm. where I had outgrew prison. I outgrew it. I could not engage or indulge in any prison conversations because I was just beyond that. It. I was above it, and it was just like I wanted to sit down with mental giants. You, you want to talk about saying? it no more? Yeah, I feel that. You know, yeah. and, and that's good to be to be like because 
just for people that are depressed and have anxiety and stuff like that, like you're thinking about so many different things. You're worried about so much shit. Your life is terrible. You got a lot of, you got so many things to figure out, whatever. Um, and that'll set you in a race and your mind, will be, you'll be going crazy like, damn, I need this. Blah, blah, blah. And it'll distract you from what you need to be doing. And so you need to really fight yourself. And you're the only person that could, that could really fight yourself. You don't want to hear what nobody got to say when you're down deep in a bad place, you know, and crawling out of it's really hard to do. So, you, you uh, damn, where was I going? <laughs> well, I was on one. So, that's, that, uh, that's that thing over yeah, there yeah, you yeah, got yeah. over there. No, but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, being excited about new and ex- new things, you have to be able to, you have to hype yourself up that that you're gonna get a new experience in life and you're gonna learn some uh, something new and and move forward yeah. instead of like just feeling stuck all the time in your life. And you, and so, you have um, to be open minded, and you have absolutely. to be willing to meet people, hear people's stories. Learn from them. Yeah, yo. Have an open heart. Be willing to even share. You have to be able to share. You know, it's not just about receiving. It's about giving as well. That's so true. You know? Because being open-minded will just, like... And it, people just, like, say that just to say it, but it's so real. Like, if you think about things in different ways, and nobody likes doing that. Everyone has their own perspective, their own way they think about things. And that's one thing I like to do with people around me. And uh, people be getting annoyed by that shit, but uh, I just try to point out different things they're not thinking about about certain situations. Whether it be a TV show or something yeah. that's happening, I'm really good at noticing things and... Uh, and I just, you know, people should think about something a certain type of way and they won't feel so bad about or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just opening people's eyes to think in different ways. It's huge because I got a homie, bro. I love him. He's 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 a great person, but he's like stubborn, not open minded and dog. It's re- it's so bad, <laughs> bro. It's so bad. Can't get through to him. No, nah, you can't. And it's like, ugh. But um, yeah, being open minded is huge, huge. Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. It just, um, you know, opening up your mind, it, it, it opens up so much room for understanding. And when you start to learn how to understand people, like, you know, I, I sat down with a guy in, in the joint. He was he was cool, dude. You know, he was an Aryan, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So everybody, like, everybody, like, frowns on Aryans. Like, they don't get no love or support the in there except for them. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But me, I've always been a people person. Bro, I've lived in black communities, white community, Latino community. I lived in amongst everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I know how to speak everybody's language. That's how and, I and, and I sat down and I kicked it with him. And he was like, honestly, bro, like, you know, I grew up in the farms and the boonies, bro. Like, I ain't never lived around Mexicans. I never lived around blacks. And I was raised, you know, my father saying the N word and it was just natural. He's yeah. like, but now I'm in prison and I'm learning from people. And he's like, honestly, I just was what I was raised to do. I don't really feel any animosity feel towards anybody. I just, it was normal. You know what and I'm saying? He's just built a certain way. I feel that all the time, but there's only, there's only, so long that could go on before you're held accountable yourself like you grow up and you need to understand like what the fuck's going on in the world after mm-hmm. a certain time you know what i'm saying any way you was raised whatever like you go, you grow up you learn things and, and you need to be able to to adjust and understand the way things are when i came home and see how society is today bro i felt like you know humanity was breaking down all the barriers and building all the bridges because, (laughs) you know, you have a lot of uh, mixed breed children, couples, married couples, just people like 
involved, engaged, breeding with each other, black, mm -hmm. white, Latino, Arab, yeah. Asian, like, and I was like, and I thought it was beautiful though. You yeah, know you what I'm like saying? That's because good. I know the old ways, everybody preferred to be segregated and, you know, even in the Latino community, you know, Mexicans, Chicanos, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, but I just love to see um, you know, everybody united because I love diversity yeah. and I think that that's one of our biggest assets Huge. is our di diversity and then, you know, it's more right. so when we can um, when we can um, display unity, you know, within our own city. Yeah, when things are people. more diverse, it just, it just feels it just feels better. It just feels right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. When it's all just one type of person, everybody just tends to look at them a certain way. Like I said, perspectives, again, people are looking at certain groups of people because they're proud of what they are or, you know, and they'll, they'll speak on that, that they're like, there's, I don't know, there's someone. These. <laughs> but, yep, uh, so um, we got the Secret of Mile Parade. I think it's on May 1st. First? You know. So it's I'm on the 1st? Yep, May 1st. Yep, yeah. they're having the Cinco de Mile Parade. Definitely looking um, forward to that. Uh, the Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation will have a flow. Ceasefire will be there. Uh, LA Landscaping will be there. Uh, El Nino Podcast, you know, we're going to be there. And uh, yes, and so many others. Uh, shout out to Guys Pizza. They're supposed to be there as well. So, you know, I just, you know, anywhere I go, I bring all my family with me, bro. I support them. They support me. Yeah, that's me. definitely a fact. And every opportunity that there is, I encourage all businesses, local people, whatever, support it. This is our community. It's built by us. It's for us. You know what I'm saying? If you own a business, get a flow. Pay $100. Be in a parade. Show some love. Show some support. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why uh, we shouldn't have a successful parade and nobody get killed. Like, you know, I just hope that everybody sees that. You know, your privileges can be taken away. Like, I remember when we had great big parades at Heart Plaza and festivals and things like that. But because we, you know, ruined things by, you know, fighting and killing and People shooting and all that, they took that away from us now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think that we're at a point in time right now in our community where we can bring back together. And, and, um, and, and I think uh, so, too. Definitely. It's been it's be been successful. A, it's a different vibe. People are like they're finally. I don't know. I think people are finally caught getting getting sick of the hood, and they're like, "Man, we need to get some money." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because um, been... you know, it, you know, even if you got the best intentions, bro, you know, and uh, you know, I pray. I I, I live a, you know a, a life with you know motivated by God daily, but realistically, I'm living on Earth, bro, and DTE ain't holding me up. You know what I'm saying? Wi-Fi, you need uh, the rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everything, bro. Like, you got to have money. You got to make money. You got to have you a job. You got to have a hustle. And you got to have another hustle, too. If you ain't chasing money, it's chasing you. Bills don't stop. They're on your ass. For real. For real. So... You know, I don't encourage nobody to go out there and do nothing illegal or hurt nobody or do nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's that's when it becomes a conflict of interest, you know. But yeah. I just feel like if you got two hands and two feet and two eyes and two ears and all that, all them gifts that God gave us, man, go work, man. Go get a job. Go make a, an honest living, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get a little you know, uh, frustrated when I see these people on the corner, you know, asking for money. Mm. Like, I know some of them are homeless. I know some of them are drug addicts. But, bro, this stuff is getting ridiculous now, man. <laughs> I done seen a lady out there. She got new shoes on, nice coat. She got a purse and everything. Yeah, Talking about she homeless and need money. Like, I seen, I seen someone earlier. I just looked at it and I was like, 
There ain't no way. There ain't no way. They're just making a mockery out of, you know, poverty. That's how I feel like. Man, I'm like, you guys got two hands and feet and all kinds. You could just go get a job. What are you sitting out here begging for, man? Like, you know, I just, you know, just do better, man. That's all I got to say. Especially the men. Yeah, for sure, man. I seen college kids like it's a thing. They're communicating on about corners. You work that corner, I work this corner. That's when I say I never give you a dollar again. <laughs> you know, you out of there. <laughs> you out. Yeah, know. It's a con artist. I think there's a movie about that. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I bet. Con man. You know what movie I'd like to see? I haven't seen in a long time. Is that movie Kids? Remember that movie Kids? Yeah, when he's got the the, the flat top. Yeah, 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 yeah over yeah, there yeah. in uh, in New York. Yeah, man. yeah, I fuck with that movie. That was a classic, man. Yeah, that uh, that uh, what's the other movie like that? It kind of reminds. It's not like that, but it's House Party or whatever. I think it's the oh same yeah, with actor. Kid and Play. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that wasn't them, but yeah, the haircut was. Though. Yeah, the haircut. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember. That's all I remember really. Well, listen, man, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, for watching the show, for supporting. Um, So next week is the 25th, and I will not be airing because I have an event that I have to go through for the uh, Detroit Community Podcast Lab. And um, I've been taking uh, this class. It was an opportunity. I became a part of it. I did it for about four or five months. Uh, gave me some, you know, some good pointers, some skills, taught me some things about podcasting. And now we're having a graduation celebration downtown. So I'll be present for that next Monday on the 25th. But after yep. that, I'm coming back with the heat. I got some boss, some boss guests coming. We got Dwayne Taylor coming up. I'm trying to get with Banshee Kid, get him on here, tell his story. Uh, Diego Cruz and so many anymore vaughn errington i mean just man i got a whole roster of people that uh you know are going to be here on the set and sharing their stories man so much love to you guys everybody stay safe stay tuned because i'm working daily and uh you know i appreciate share subscribe all that good stuff much love to you guys and it got me upset living in that very american dream This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.